Are you cool with the order of like supercars into F1? Or do you want to flip them? No, no, we can do that. We'll talk a little bit about supercars and then go straight into um, go to F1. That's that's no problem. All right. Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for this very festive special episode is Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. I was about to have a drink, man. <laughs> oh, that, that's going to sum up this episode, isn't it? Um, and Hannah, how are you? Also having a drink. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, so this is coming to everyone on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas for people for tomorrow. Um, I don't think we've ever released an episode this late in the season, but you know, why not? First um, annual. <laughs> well, we could do others, you know, it could just become a tradition. We just do two episodes a year. I think it's more that there's no others. racing at this time of year normally. Yeah, we've had a pretty late finish to the year, to be fair. Yeah, we have. Really late. <laughs> um, so, well, let's let's kick it off. We haven't actually spoken to each other since Bathurst. So, how was everyone's Bathurst Day? I know how Mitch's Bathurst Day was because uh, Mitch and I watched the race together. It was mm-hmm. good. Hannah, how was your Bathurst? Did you watch it all? Um, in classic Bathurst tradition for myself, I was severely hungover. Um, so, that's always a great time. Uh, <laughs> through a combination of hair of the dog and a lot of black coffee, I think I found it exciting about an hour from the end. Um, it was not a bad race. There was a it lot was of, a fast race. It was a very quick race. Yeah, so I couldn't. There talk. was actually well, mate, like we, Mitch and I, th- I think I found it quite enjoyable the whole time. There was, I thought it was different great. subplots going the whole way through. At the start, it was like, oh, you know, he's brown because you know he was starting so well up the top and then yeah he was doing really well and then early on yeah. went out randall put it in the um in the fence early on and had to yeah, he put that that drive. Track, went went a lap down and then still mm. finished like seventh or something in the 10 yeah crazy. Well. classic bathurst yeah i would say my, yeah, my level of interest in it was probably more driven uh by the hangover than <laughs> what was actually happening yeah. on track at least until sort of a couple hours in anyway so so we'll like we're not going to obviously recap a six-hour race in like a couple of minutes, but it was great for Chaz to go out and win that, and Lee Holsworth as well. I think the Walkinshaw guys did a fantastic job. That car was pretty much a rocket. That was so quick. It was ridiculous. It like they even lost a tire at one point and didn't affect them. They lost the tire at a good point in the race. Yeah, and they weren't far from pits either. It was like. Yeah, they lost it over the top, and then they're like, "Okay, well now we can just." And they just had to play it into the strategy. And it was it happened far enough in oh, far enough from the end that they could work that out. It was just like, okay, it's forced their hand. They're pitting early. They're getting slightly out of cycle with everyone. But they had the pace to even just be like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It will be fine." (laughs) And then after that, Chaz stopped using the curbs, so he wasn't using all the racetrack, and still was driving away from everyone. Yeah, he was easily quickest on track. I thought it was yeah. quite cool that Lee was able to be in the car for longer than just the co-driver stint and really still pull a gap. Like it really yeah. speaks to the caliber of him as a driver in general. Um, but what a pairing! Unfortunately, not a pairing they can repeat next year. No, Lee no, didn't say well um, he got a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, did you hear? He went and got himself a job in real estate first. Oh, oh yes, really? I did. <laughs> I listened to the the blow the bonnet um, episode, and I was this was obviously I listened to it after obviously the news of Lee came out, and I was like. Is he going to break it? Is he just going to say, look, record? I don't know when that episode came out, before or after the news story. Mm, well, I was actually listening to um, Race Control, which is Murph's podcast. It's broadcast over in NZ. Um, and they had him on and he was discussing it. It was, I think, 
probably not even the weekend off about this. So I'm not even sure if the deal had been done at that point because he was speaking like, you know, if the right opportunity comes up, then yeah, I'd probably have to reassess that or he's just a really good actor. So could have been either. Yeah, it could have been, but it was um, when this whole, like I thought, you know, promoting Max Payne. I think he was just probably Max a little Payne. bit. No, Is that Max actually Payne. <laughs> Max Power. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Payne. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking every half our names are Max in this chat. So, um, <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Matt Payne, he was just, I don't think he was ready to step up. No, not at all, man. He made enough mistakes in Super 2 and stuff. Like he looks good and quick, but no, he's got to race a bit first. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Completely agree. Um, but so, yeah, overall, I mean, Bathurst was definitely wasn't the worst one that I've seen of recent times. I think the little cameo by the Echidna was bloody awesome. That was crazy. I've never seen a I'm safety car called because of an Echidna. How much more Australian <laughs> can you get? Well, apparently there was an albino kangaroo bouncing around. I didn't see that as well. Well, okay, so the albino kangaroo is legend in Bathurst, right? Like, I have heard about this kangaroo having worked in the industry for years and i've never seen a photograph of this thing so when they put it up on broadcast i was like oh my god it actually exists because yeah. you always hear people who who have seen this thing and they're like yeah yeah i saw it i saw it i couldn't get the phone out in time and it disappeared but um That's no so that cool. it's i think it's actually a wallaby technically but it's been around forever up there i'm shocked it's oh, okay. still like alive it doesn't camouflage very well <laughs> obviously but yeah it was really cool to see both at echidna and the little albino in one broadcast it was just wicked I was pumped that did made you, my day more than Chaz's win <laughs> <laughs> did you um obviously if you're in your hungover state did you watch any of the pre-race stuff um do you see j-dub get in, inducted into the hall of fame i did with the most awkward cameo by scomo what the hell were they thinking mm. didn't that sit well like, with me it I did didn't not like land that. at all hey like no. if he's not the most awkward prime minister to start with but i mean yeah. come on Come on. Yeah, I know. It was it's questionable. But anyway. It just um, felt forced. I mean, Supercar's domain has always been like state government stuff, right? So states generally do the funding on an events level, which is why you always hear from, you know, the Premier or the, I don't know, maybe the Minister of Tourism if you're lucky. But certainly I don't think, I can't think of another time when a Prime Minister has been involved in an event. Um, no, I think it's, we're just coming up into a... um. We're coming up into <laughs> election cycle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, well, what is, is obviously going to be coming on our TVs a bit more. Yeah. Um, and it was super effective in getting me to vote for anyone but him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't um, really going to happen. So. Yeah. I think he's just clutching at straw. Did you see um, the chaplain's last speech before the race? Gary. Yeah. That I'm was actually. I was uh, Mitch. I think you missed. Yeah, you, Mitch's old man did a fantastic thing right before the race. Oh, oh yeah. By the okay. way, I'm dropping my car off your place. Mate's place. And then give me a lift, and then we're gonna pick up my other mate too. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> like just before the race, I think you got back as like cars was starting off on the formation grid. Or yeah, something. it was pretty close. Oh wow. Yeah. So I got to watch J Dub get inducted into the Hall of Fame, which I think fair enough. You know, he's done a lot. Mm-hmm. it's probably a bit weird to do it, I guess, on his last race, but it's still weird to be foot, like, officially inducted before he's um, finished his... It's it's kind of one of those things, though, like, it, 
it's one of those things you would have done at the gala if they were running the gala, which they mm. are not this year. So yeah. in a similar way of crowning the champion on the Bathurst podium feels weird. Like it's kind of just necessary of the times at the moment, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, no, Reverend Gary was a bit cute when he kind of teared was... up towards the end of his speech and I'm not I would almost say put him person, in the Supercar but... Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> but to be fair, like I think the this is my opinion, this is nothing about Gary and him as a person. Um, but I feel like it's about time they retire the position personally. I feel like it's a bit out of date. Uh, look, I'm not religious at all in the slightest, but I think it's it's a nice thing to sort of I – I think it's not a bad thing to have. I mean, hell, we, we even had it um, in the E-Series, the NT E-Series. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah we right. had a local chapman up here that he normally does the um, cars, the racing up here. Yeah, and is. he did one for the E-Series. Sorry, I should um, clarify. I, I don't mean that having a chaplain is bad. I think connecting it so strongly to one specific religion doesn't seem sensical yeah. anymore. But No, but it's, I mean, yeah. like, he's not really, like, he doesn't really smash the religion. It's basically just like, you know, go know. Out, have, a, Jesus, have a safe race. Amen. <laughs> like, yeah, that it's more like a go out, have a safe race, everyone have a good time. Yeah, and that's, then like that, that sentiment's great. And, like, having somebody in that role who can you know, be a point of contact if there is something that happens. And I think he'd said a few times that people had come to him. It was a very emotional speech anyway. It was. At the end. It was nice. So it was a good way to kick off the race. I think um, so. Mm. But also, we got a um, nice little preview of the Gen 3s doing some laps prior to the race. Laps. Yeah. I mean, like, what did you think, though? Obviously, the, the Mustang's engine note was a bit off. Because it's not apparently the Mustang finished. wasn't running, it didn't have a muffler on it. <laughs> yeah, so it yeah, sounded yeah, a bit no weird. Muffler. Um, look, I think the Gen 3s look good. Um, put them in a proper race livery, I think they'll look found, they'll look great. Mm. Yeah, oh. they've obviously ticked the boxes of yes, they've achieved, um, you know, what they're chasing. They're looking more road relevance, they look more like the road cars. Um, I think. I know why the wing's not as big, but supercars generally have a big wing. I wish we had a big wing. Um, mm. But, you know, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't looks good. Wouldn't we just good. be DTM then? Oh, I wouldn't go that far. They, they were pretty extreme. <laughs> they were they were heaps extreme. They got the big, like, guards and everything off the side. And, yeah, they're so ridiculous. But you know what? I want to see these race. That's that's what's going to come out. Like, if they can race close, yeah. no one's going to care. It they're doesn't be matter, fantastic. yeah. As long as it ends is, up with a good race, it's sort of irrelevant yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, but the gearbox, it's like, are they going to be paddle shift? Are they already, going to be sequential? They've already called it and said no. Are they going to actually change the gearbox back to a proper sequential or is it going to be the sequential that was in the Mustang, which is still... Weren't they saying there was dramas with like programming for the electrical, uh, for the electric change or something with the X-Track gearbox and it was end up oh, easier just to go back to a manual shift or something? I saw something about that. I don't know how true it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, well, because I know Roland Dane came out and said, look, if you're going to go to sequential, that's fine, but don't do this, um, you know, don't do this bullshit sequential where it's a shifter, but it doesn't actually... It's just a button, basically, because it's still electronic. Yeah. All oh, right. Well, that's what the Mustang was. Interesting. Yeah, I thought I read something, right. something in the yeah, last few days. The idea is exactly the same. 
it's just a micro switch either way whether you pull it that way or fucking the battle yeah so it's not like you're not gonna stuff it up by going oh crap i oh you could maybe punch it twice but also hell i've done paddle you can do that with a paddle too double tap it but there'll be like the electronic shift the whole idea is there'll be protections against that you can double tap it all you like it's not gonna over the engine yeah so it won't Mm. do it unless it can do it what's your preference I'd, I want to see a normal okay. shifter, but like we were just saying, if it's going to be a norm, like a stick shift, make make it like, you know, so you have to use your feet as well. <laughs> go back to yeah. the old H pattern is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think... I mean, you don't have to go that far. I don't mind the sequential pattern. one. Like, oh, I want to see them work it accidentally in reverse. I want to see some... <laughs> like... oh, we want to reduce the cost, not have all these gearboxes <laughs> blow up. Hey, it's less electronics. It's but like... hey, I remember when we I'm went sure to be a lockout gearboxes and everyone was like, oh, this is not the, you know, these aren't real gearboxes, blah, it's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to have this massive throw that's like huge. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it's not like supercast fans to be resistant to change or anything, but. No, no not at all. <sighs> Definitely not, not at all. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just backtrack and go back to the sequential. Yeah. Even just I'm based pretty, on the timeline look, of the development. It seems like they're talking about it and they got a whole year to sort it out. Hey, yeah. let's figure out how to put the shifter we've already got in the car. Oh, okay then. No worries. Like, yeah. Yeah, you'd be crazy not to even try. Next week. I would like to see towards the end of the year them doing a bit more pace than what they did at Bathurst. Oh, like see them actually do a lap. They actually, like, go on, put on a flyer. Hang like, on. not a. Like, I, I don't think it was okay. worth the no, risk no, 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 no. at this point. We've so, got one of these cars, man. If you bin it, yeah, I know, I know you. that, and I understand <laughs> that. No, and they weren't even fully built; like they were sort of like thrown together to go. Okay, it's got a motor and a gearbox. We could do some laps. Right. Yeah, but also, it's literally the first time either driver had actually jumped in the car. Like you're going to be an know, idiot if you go out there and flog it. And also, I, I, I know. On... I, I, that's why I said by the end of the year, I would like to see them do some proper but also demonstration like displays and that kind of thing there's rules around how fast they're actually allowed to go so you won't yeah. see them go flat out in that mode i know i know yeah it's a bit like the uh the passenger lap thing like don't yeah. give it everything res <laughs> i think yeah. they're only allowed to go like 70 percent with the passenger or something like that and if they go off the track they get fined for it oh really yeah <laughs> craig Lance did that in townsville a few years back i'm sure it'd be like go as fast as you want but if you go off the track we'll kill you <laughs> No, they're it's coming out of your pay, boy. <laughs> From memory, they're limited by percentage, I think. I remember reading the rules. Yeah, but you'd once. call it, give a driver percentage, like, what will get me in trouble? Going off the track. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because I know <laughs> I mean, when like... Bryce took me around um, Townsville, <laughs> mm. like, when we went over the curbs, I was like, well, the curb was in the middle of the car and I'm over the edge of the curb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I guess like our point of reference as well, not not always traveling at that speed. Like it's always going to feel so much faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But it'd still be I, sick. Going on that lap in Townsville, I didn't realize like how much walls there were. I know they're everywhere when you watch oh, yeah. it, but when you're actually in the car, you're like, shit, this whole thing is just a wall. Like, Yep. Like and the parts concrete. of the track you can see, you can't really, you don't notice the walls as much because it's kind of an open surrounding. Like it's the not Parkland like, bit? Yeah. And like yeah. in like Newcastle, for instance, you know there's walls there because there's giant buildings everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. Towns it's not even the illusion of space. Area. Yeah, exactly. Nah. Concrete, straight up concrete. So I, I reckon what's sit Newcastle, they got a 100% safety car, right? Ooh, surely. 
I'm trying to think. Did we have one race go green there last time we were there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still interested to see. I know we sort of got off topic of our run sheet, but it's, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be. Like, oh, surprise, surprise. I'm surprised <laughs> we're going to take, take a drink every time somebody goes I've, off topic. I've got the producer where you're going, get back on topic. No. Um, <laughs> I'm really interested to see Newcastle open the round. Mm. I, th- I think that's a better fitting for it. It's going to be hot. Than final. Yeah. Mm. Is it going to be any much hotter than what it is in November? I was going to say Adelaide wasn't exactly cold. That's true. Yeah. Different, different kind of heat though. Like we're talking about humid heat, not like dry heat. Um, but no, I think but Adelaide, that sun was just savage. Someone that's here. Look at him. So, sorry. Oh, someone brought the Christmas yes, cheer. No one else did. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Right, everyone drink for JD. <laughs> You're drinking Special guest well, appearance. Um, sorry, for, for people that don't know, JD, can you just introduce yourself? Like, you know, we've got a lot of fans out there that don't know yeah, you. Yeah, well, it has <laughs> been you know. like a year nearly. <laughs> uh, yeah. About that. I am one of the founding members of Breaking Late many, many moons ago. How many how many episodes are you guys up to now? Oh, gosh. Like three million. <laughs> this year, that was a strong so. answer, everyone. A bit, uh, hundreds. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it is. It's been good. Um, We're what? This is episode one thirty. There you go, Mr. Statistics nice. over there. <laughs> there you go. So, for anyone who's visited the website or seen anything on our socials, JD is one of the handsome gentlemen in the original Breaking Late logo. Yeah, there you go. Yes. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Me. You're very polite, and, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> to both of and us. And then we change <laughs> Yeah. Talking about drinks, um, I'm empty, and this is not an episode, a Christmas episode without a of drink. So I will be right. back. Talk amongst yourselves, Janie. What? what we do here is we just talk about racing and stuff. So uh, <laughs> cool, yeah, cool. You may have forgotten. Oh well, in it, fact, it has you... probably changed. It's growing as it, it organically did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you come in at the perfect time. We were just talking about gear shifting in gen three what's your preference paddle shift or sequential or um look it's it's difficult like i completely get everyone that was talking about the fact that it is uh a part of the dna of the um supercars at the moment but there was a big push back when we still had the h patterns that a whole bunch of people were never going to watch again and it's going to take everything away there's you know you could put anyone in the car and they could drive it as fast as these guys now. Um, mm-hmm. I think I like, I do like uh, the sequential idea. The idea behind it is probably going to slowly fade away with the type of gearboxes we're using. And it's just going to be obviously a switch that's going to be doing it anyway. Um, we're not going to have that mechanical sort of uh, connection like we used to sort of have. Um mm-hmm. All in all, I sit on the fence a little bit with it. The category, I won't be, dip, I won't be super disappointed <laughs> in it uh, if it does. Mitch is disapprovingly. Yeah, yeah, I can see he's a purist. He's sit on he's the a fence, purist. <laughs> he was probably one of those guys that was going to leave the leave the sport with the H pattern went out. <laughs> yeah, all the pay no, TV deal. Not that extreme. <laughs> Just don't sit on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, like, I completely understand the people that are against it and, and why they're against it. Um, I just feel that it's one of those things, this sport will do what they're going to do. I don't think it's going to take too much away from it. Um, 
but yeah, there, there is definitely an aspect there that I guess we'll have to get used to as viewers, fans of the sport. It's kind but of funny I think if the racing's close and good, no one's going to care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR's going through this exact thing, going from H pattern to a sequential now, and there's lots of fans like, oh, "I'm never watching again." <laughs> like, come on, bros, keep up. We're skipping oh, that one. Like <laughs> Twenty years behind. Are you yeah. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, look, and I, I will miss that mechanical noise in the in the the mechanical gear shift with the ignition cut and the big backfires, like. Uh, that is a big part of our sport. It's actually one of the things I know when supercars, like, and everyone probably knows this, when they get to a supercar event and you turn up and maybe you've turned up halfway through first practice, you get goosebumps as you walk in because you can hear the cars just raking through the gears, just bang, bang, and just that backfire. And it, it is something that you don't get from any of the other categories that really gives you that sort of punch um, and that emotional feeling to just a sound. Um, it is pretty cool. How and have then you with lost you'll get the, uh... <laughs> I've been here in spirit. I've been here in spirit. I listen, uh, listen, but uh, unfortunately, not, no, no, unfortunately, <laughs> not, can't participate. <laughs> so yeah, no, you guys have been doing awesome. Hey, like it's been cool, and it's it's so much easier to listen to. to when I'm not on it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right. I used to listen to it, not anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to hear the sound of your own voice. It's a bit confronting, cool. isn't it? It is really, yeah. Oh, you get used to it after editing it. This is, I'm so happy that like the last, let's lift the curtain a little bit, everyone. Um, the last two episodes, <laughs> Hannah's edited and I'm like, oh, I haven't had to listen to my voice. I get to listen to it. I've done 128 episodes of listening to my own voice. Yeah. It's I've gotten used to it, but. It's, um, it is a skill and I completely, um, yeah, take my hat off to anyone that can do it without cringing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking oh, I, Like sidetrack, I had to like host a, like an instructional video for work the other day yep. and I'm like narrating over screen sharing and the amount of retakes I had to do by the end of it, I was like, I am an idiot. I can't stand the sound of my voice. And also, why am I talking like yeah. this? Like. Oh, it's so frustrating. You, you end up critiquing oh, yeah. the hell out of yourself until you feel like the smallest person in the world. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't literally. Sound, I, I no, do not sound like that. Yeah. I don't yes. know who that is. My, yeah. is that it's not it's me. Yeah. In my own head, yeah. I never sound like that. <laughs> it's no. funny. You do sound different, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Something to do with like Because you're not hearing your own voice with your ears. You hear it from the Vibration, inside. yeah. Yes. 100%. Hey, um, the show notes link is in the chat, by the way, if you want to have a look at where we're heading. Um, but I think we're we were, somewhere completely off of it. Well, we were last chatting about Newcastle, but I guess the other thing Let I Let me talk about Gen 3. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah, did. We're, back on, we're a little bit on track. It's not bad. Yeah. So we did Gen 3. But um, I think on the, the calendar for 2022 was released two days ago. So we were quickly chatting about Newcastle just now about it being the new season opener. Yeah, the new Adelaide. I yeah, guess. and a great candidate to replace it, really. Realistically, yeah. Like, if you're going to go to a crazy street track, like, it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, it is really good. The idea is very similar. So, Hannah, without, like, disclosing too much stuff that you can't talk about, <laughs> how much notice would Adelaide need to put it back on? Oh, it's not happening. If it's not happening. Yeah, just as if that's a government ploy. Like, the the assets no longer exist. Like, they don't have the same ownership. Um, 
So yeah, it's, I mean, that wouldn't be commercial and confidence information, by the way. Um, I know, I know. But, but yeah, like, so when we consider, so the build period for Adelaide, I think from- Because they memory, keep having the articles up going, you know, it's a possible, could join the calendar. Yeah, so if they don't raise the park to start with, because I know that that was on the table for a bit, um, the, let me think, I think the build used to start in October. Now, the main things that that centered around was the pit building being the giant monstrosity that it is, um, and also the pit straight grandstand, which is huge. So as I understand it, that grandstand was put up for auction. I don't know if it's moved on yet or not. A heap of the pedestrian bridges now live at the bend. Um, the assets are just, they don't exist. So if you wanted to pull it off, it wouldn't look anything like the Adelaide that you'd be used to. You might still use the same track, but I think the experience would be totally different. And you could almost even do better by making it fresher, by changing yeah, the layout, just, yeah. going somewhere else. You know, like it's had its run. It had this tragic ending, but it's almost like reviving a movie series that no one asks to redo again. And then you come no, back. I feel like last. maybe bringing the Adelaide You don't want to see Jackass like 7? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, exactly, I feel more yeah. like it's like bringing Lee Holdsworth back, right? Then he oh. finished the career on his own terms. <laughs> yeah, but then he went out, like, successfully did something else. And, like, we haven't seen that success. And it's nothing against Adelaide. Like, it's it's an incredible event. There were some absolutely amazing people behind that. It's one of the hardest events I've ever worked on in my life um, because of just the sheer size of it. There's so many people involved and so much passion around that particular event. But without government support, it's it's dead in the water. Like it literally cannot happen. The scale is too big. No one has that much money. But and if the current government gets kicked out, if the if the assets year? have already changed hands, there's still such a low low chance. Like I think it would take to even come up with a a backup plan. If you were to look at taking like the Newcastle style pit building there. You know, by the time you do all the necessary design, the fact that it's a government project itself has a certain amount of process and, and procurement and things around it. Like, I think you'd be looking at a two-year timeline. My yeah, so basically, uneducated, and- I've been out of the industry for a bit now, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so basically, hypothetically, the earliest we could look at it was maybe season finale 2023. And and for that reason, you could look at getting a, a brand new street circuit up and running somewhere else quicker. I don't think we want a brand new street circuit. We just want Adelaide. <laughs> so like the new the Newcastle timeline, for example, I think that that was like 14 months from go to event. And there was like $35 million of civil works involved in that. So like roadworks that had to happen on the circuit, but were completely outside of the event builds. And that was, the, I think, probably the most fast-tracked build that we had seen to date at the time it was pretty quick i remember it when they were starting to talk about it and then what was happening and then the, the... it was so fucked up yeah <laughs> oh, and, and the protesting <laughs> against the track being where it was and the parkland yeah just constant arguments the, lo- the, the locals hated us they they poisoned their own grass i know oh, no, that was the dumbest thing like, abuse, oh. yeah Messages like, of abuse that was never going to be seen. Yeah. Well, they went and graffitied Fort Scratchley, which is like a historical mm. World War like landmark. It's just it was it was so bizarre and and a lot of it was like fear and I, I get and can empathize to an extent, but they really took it to an extreme that wasn't needed. Yeah, like, and I, it was the disruption mainly that they were looking at, wasn't it? It was the the fact that it was gonna be make it harder to get around the area, etc. 
Um, there was a lot of fear around noise. Yeah. To be honest, there was people spreading spreading misinformation about this noise is going to deafen your children. Oh, really? So all the kids that turn yeah. up wait till they around uh, all deaf now. Yeah, yes, yeah. we all deaf. <laughs> yes. What? Well, I mean, yeah, well, so well. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. it was kind of it was there was a few ringleaders in the community who felt incredibly passionate about it, who I think were good at getting other people on board to the cause. Um, we've definitely gone off the show notes now. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's I, like, what I'm here for. But I can fully understand that, like, <laughs> yeah. the people in that region have never really been exposed to motorsports. So there was just this, this really big level of unknown for them that unknown is scary. And I get yeah. that. I totally get that, you know. And they had no, like, concept of understanding what it would look like for them until they had experienced it. And honestly, after year one, most of it went away. Yeah, it was just yeah. that that real fear of like, holy crap, what's happening? Well, I can imagine it brings um, a, a very large amount of stimulus to that area as well. Like the the businesses must like just even when we went down to it, like the Airbnb. That first year, a lot of businesses were there. closed. Really? Yeah. Okay. In that city center area, but then the second year they left that open, you could walk through there, and it was all good. Yeah. So yeah. They yeah. solved the, the second problem. year was better than the first year, I found. Yeah, and now the yeah. light rail's complete through that area too. So like the transport into that area is even more better, you know, yeah. improved. Yeah. 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 So like that's a that's a big part of, of the whole thing as well. And I think for those who still take issue with it, you know, you're never gonna change their minds at this point. Yeah. No. You know, there are people on the no, Gold Coast really... who still hate the indie, but most of those people moved there after the event had already been there. It's a little bit different when it's fresh somewhere you live has had this thing yeah, yeah. Them, so. yeah of course and, yeah. and i can yeah, totally I, I understand it. it as well like they, if they're not into motorsport and all of a sudden their drive to work now is an hour longer than it used to be because they're going through all this traffic works etc 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 yeah i can completely mm. understand getting people offside some of them i mean if you don't love motorsport do you love money because mm. yeah airbnb place and make 10 grand for the weekend <laughs> be sweet yeah it, well, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right like you you do get all of that as well so Mm. Cool. So two thirds of coin. But I mean, like, well, sorry, the reason why I sort of brought this up quickly <laughs> is I feel that, yeah, Adelaide, Newcastle is the opener. I feel like this is the second year in a row that we've raised the question of should Bathurst be the season finale? I would love your thoughts on that. Obviously, we know nope. it's not going to be, but. It is pretty epic being a, a season finale, being a, a large amount of points to it does tend to leave the championship on the table, even if the championship has blown out a bit as well. Being a 300-point round, you kind of go there going, God, someone's going to have to be extremely, extremely dominant to get there, be 300 points ahead. Well, this year they did, but it's, yep. it's probably rare uh, for that to happen. So I can completely get it being – and it's our – Let's be honest. It's our premier event. It's our biggest. It's our longest. It's what people overseas. It's people in America tune into it. People in the UK, they don't often would like. You wouldn't find many people in America getting up for a, uh, a what do you call yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, like a, a yeah, <laughs> Townsville or Darwin or anything really. Um, you know, Bathurst is the one event that would really draw them in. I reckon and. Um, I can completely understand making it a, a you know the big bang at the end of the the season. I don't like it being the big one at the end of the season. How come? Just I, I think Bathurst should be its own thing. And one, I really want the enduro season back. I hope that we get the enduro season back. That was a big thing that Supercars was trying to promote. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we got these three rounds, and that gave a lot of the co-drivers a bit more racing well and it gave them exposure um, didn't it really 
for sponsors yeah, that they needed to did. be able to get, you know, good seats. It's, like, it's kind of a key, it's a key point in the path of the development pathway for a lot of Super Two drivers too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Again, otherwise you're just going to get people that are called like safe at Bathurst or whatever. I mean, you can't really take just a safe guy anymore at Bathurst. You do need to have a fast guy at Bathurst. Mm. Mitch? And this is the thing is like, you know, but I think we kind of need a, a end of, like that's why I would love Adelaide back at the finale. Um, I think ending, where where have they planned on ending next year? Newcastle. Bathurst? No. That Newcastle, Gold Coast, wasn't it? Sorry, Newcastle's the opener. Coast. What am I saying? Goldie. <laughs> Goldie. Okay, that, that's another, right. I can end there. And that's another high-risk round. Like, it is kind of on that that aspect of it. Going back to Newcastle a few years ago, we've obviously had two crazy finales where, you know, who's going into the last day doesn't even, like, top of the championship doesn't end up winning the championship. Um, mm. Having no street hold, tracks. Hold. Um, Gold Coast isn't the finale next year. It's everyone's favourite Sydney Motorsport Park. Oh, yeah. fuck off. Oh, that's going to suck. <laughs> oh, that is a shit. Just only known to man. Like, Jeez. hey, do you want to play follow the leader for the end of the race? Yeah. 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 So, so and that, and that exactly is what we're talking about. So that takes away yeah. the opportunity. Because I was totally about to say, Gold Coast is a good like party round. That is like the perfect ender. Yeah, that is because then you just go out and get shit face. Although I would like to propose, (laughs) I I have a thought, and I'm not sure what you guys think on this. Should the final round of the championship be a co-driver round? Is there too much at risk? That's a valid. That's a really good point. And I'm sure if you talk to a lot of main game drivers, they would agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Let's take it out of their hands and just leave it with me, please. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all goes well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool when they're they're involved and they help you win the championship. But when you're winning a championship and your co-driver clips a, a wall going through the dipper and tears the front end out. Another... <laughs> yeah. It's called the Sydney Super 600 and Gold Coast is before that and Bathurst is before that. Does that mean it's an enduro? Does that mean it's uh, a co-driver round? No, <laughs> it's so... Two, three hundred. On the... Yeah, on that's the, the below that's the bonnet. The gold, that's the Goldie distance, though. The below the bonnet was saying that's exactly what I was they've saying. left it open. Okay. Like, they've gone. It's like, yes, there's 600. They're <laughs> probably two, 300 k Stumbled races. into a relevant topic. Mm. Believe that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, what, for what, what I mean, as much as, you know, David Wells and Michael Caruso know, um, they said there's a possibility they could, you know, make that into a um, enduro season. Well, it looks like I it. would hope they would. Uh, like I understand why they don't. It costs more money, etc. You know, the races are normally longer. Um, but for the viewer, yeah, I'd hope they will. But once again, on Hannah's point, that's a very valid point you brought up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I do extreme, have them occasionally. Yeah, that's extremely valid. <laughs> like I can completely understand a whole lot of drivers going like, let's not give them too many rounds for them to put me with the guy that we could afford <laughs> to drive next to me. Like that's when you, you know, your lofts and your, all those guys, maybe, maybe not arguably not the fastest driver outright, Safe. but they're quick, consistent, you know, they'll put them, they'll bring the car back. Exactly. Straight. Quick, yeah. consistent, safe, uh, good set of hands, good feedback from the car too, to bounce off. A, a, another drivers with the engineers, etc. So yeah, no. I agree. Do you think Luffy's going to get a drive next year with Walkinshaw? Um, I don't know. I they've been pretty loyal, so I think I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, for sure. 
I think he would probably be with Percap. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Luffy. I missed who you said. Sorry. Luff. Oh, I said, do you think Luffy will get a drive next year? Yeah. Or do you reckon sure. they're going to go for trying to get like a super, super strong double driver lineup, like co-drivers and stuff? I reckon you'd still go Luffy. Who will replace Holdsworth? But who could you replace him? Who could you replace Holdsworth with? That's like well, a super I'm assuming three quarters of the um, like co-drivers. Are, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I'm assuming, well, even like Tander and all these, how long are their contracts? Yeah, yeah well, you I think, think Tander's locked I, in. Is he? he I, I think, think Tander's locked in. You have to keep got, him with SVG. He's too successful got, with him. Well, also, there's the exact same body type. So Wind you'd up be and, crazy um, going anywhere else. Yeah, the height and et cetera. Yeah. Windcups, is he going to co-drive? I'd say so. Is he so. going to co-drive with Brock? So what, does that open up Lounsey? No, no, I think Lounsey will retire now. I think if Windcup is going to co-drive, well, that's exactly right. Where, where does Windcup co-drive? Does he co-drive? You'd obviously put him with Shane, wouldn't you? And that will move Tando. No, I feel like would you though? Shane have something good going. They have a good thing. Yeah, but Windcup is still a front-running supercar driver like mm. tender's now been out of the saddle for what two three years three, and still performing years. that well as a co-driver yeah and he is doing really well like don't i'm not taking anything away oh, from i him. think think keep him yeah no i'm not, I'm not with, saying he um, gets fired rock. i just mean if you were to put them in an outright same car qualifying right now I think Win Cup would still smash him. Even back in the day, Win Cup still beat him. But yeah, but like different <laughs> equipment. Yeah, different, different equipment, different engineering, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah, all that I'm argument out. But like right now, I think just with the current seat time Win Cup has, he's arguably a better driver right now, or not skill, but you know what I mean. Like he's yeah still yeah. warm, and also like I mean. I wouldn't also be surprised if Wincup sort of follows the Todd Kelly and goes, nah, I'm team principal. This is my job now. Yeah, I can get that. Mm, maybe. Okay, wild card. David Russell. Yeah, I'm nah. seeing some blank stairs here. <laughs> David <laughs> Russell and Brody Kasegi, third on the podium at Bathurst. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not a bad effort. That was a good I effort. I thought you were talking I about next year. That. <laughs> I yeah, like, I would have thought that. Like, what do you mean? Where is he going? Or... <laughs> No, that was pretty That was crazy. a good yeah. result. They were they yeah, that well. was a great result. There was a few there at the end. Like I when you was looking at the end there, like not that we're a uh, Bryce Forward bloody f- fan page here, but Bryce in fifth though. Well, Get out. I had money on him for a podium. Bryce was on <laughs> for a he would have been well and truly on the podium if he didn't double stack. Didn't so double stack. Yeah. He yeah. still come back for fifth, which was unbelievable. Like and there was a few yeah. other drivers in that that top sort of 10 there that were just hovering at the end there and it if it had a if there had been a little incident or something it would have yeah it would have been crazy it would have been on all of a sudden we would have had some you know strange drivers that maybe haven't been on the top of the boat or top of the leaderboard all day and and jump up there because they were few hopping around there was a lot in contention there was like a good probably seven cars that were always like okay these are the ones that you know, you get any point of the time, but these are the ones that are going to have a chance. They get there towards the end. Yeah, you know, and the old you, they've they've they bought themselves the ticket to you know yeah and the final and the old hour. unlap yourself behind the safety car thing when that come in years ago that's made a big difference to racing in general. Um, oh, we yeah, talked about 100%. that at the start by going like you know 
that's um, Randall managed to he put it in yeah, the gravel well, what, when a lap down and they finished top ten. Yeah, and then yeah, come back to top ten. That's amazing, and that's exactly right. So like it's it's was it was right open there, and they did the Kostecki and Russell did an amazing job to be on the podium, and especially for that team again to have some Bathurst glory again. It's pretty special. After what happened with Brown's car, you know, I it was pretty devastating mm. for how one getting pinged, going to the back, two then having a failure early in the race. You know, it kind of did suck, but they were really doing a good job. They were. They were. Yeah. I think Erebus at the back end of the season mm. did fantastic. Considering I think a lot of people and I even said to them like I, I kind of wrote them off this year. They lost so much personnel. You went to two rookie drivers. You know, a lot of your key engineers all left. Um, but we did speak about last week, like how it's going to be uh, Boost Mobile Racing powered by Erebus. Uh, yeah, powered by Erebus next year. It's a bit of a... Betty's on the way out, bro. Yeah. She's Sato's like, gone all in. see mothers later. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I guess we haven't been seeing her for a long time as well at, at race meeting and stuff like that as well. So it's, um, yeah, I, I can completely get it. And he's desperate to topic. Hannah, and it's just he wants a team. Are you on the? <laughs> are you on the floor? Sorry. The, are you on the floor? I am actually. Totally floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who knows me, I don't actually own seats in my house. That's a couch I, right um, behind you. A couch <laughs> behind you. <laughs> I have a couch. Technically, I have a couch, seat. and that the only seat in my in my house, pretty much. So I don't have a dining table or anything like that. I well, now you're using your only seat as a backrest. Well, yes. Yeah. Weirdly, I've gotten so used to sitting on the ground. I just eat most of my meals down here. So. <laughs> I know. Japanese I know. Star. It's weird. Okay. Very yeah, <laughs> good. Okay, okay. That's right. Show notes. Where are we in the show notes, guys? <laughs> well, just right at the bit where Hannah sits on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is exposed to sitting on the floor. Yeah. That's all good. Should be a no surprise. Yeah, just, but, um, just chucking um, it out there for the public. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, if we... Do you know what? If, you, if there is any interest, if we get one person telling us this, we will release video versions of this next year because I know that we have the ability to record them. We choose not to at this stage, but if you would find it funny to Jeez. see our I can beautiful see, faces. I can see Hannah just, just burying her. Oh, yeah, Mitch is just yeah. <laughs> Mitch has exited stage left. Yeah. JD, you, uh, you wore your best have, hat today. I like, did, I did. People, des- look, look at my people deserve to see this. Look at <laughs> I know, I know. Yes. It's amazing. Jess did all this. I come home, sit in the chair. She's already got the computer on. Oh, she's such a good egg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, for, those who want to see Jade, for those who want to see JD's hat, make sure you head to our Instagram, oh, 24 okay. hours in the past, yeah, because yeah. it's now on the story. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, all good. 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. all right. Have we covered off silly season yet? We've uh, silly season. So we've Supercar got a full route season. next year. Well, sort of. We do. Uh, yeah. We talked about Everyone's Lee. now confirmed. So Lee Holsworth yeah. is taking Andre Heimgardner's position. Um, yeah. So we've got at Triple Eight, you'll have Shane Van Gisbergen and Brock Feeney. Uh, Walkinshaw, you've got Chaz Mostert and Perkat. Tickford, you're going to have uh, Ch- uh, what's his name? Cam Waters. You know the guy that's always been there? James, um, James Courtney and... 
Um, You're not actually reading this, are you? You're doing this all off your head. (laughs) I'm doing this all off my head. (laughs) Let him keep going. Let him keep going. I'm going to find a list. Okay. All right. Uh, BJI, you've got uh, Heingardner Mm -hmm. and Bryce and Macca and Jack Smith. At, uh, I was going to say Techno, but it's Team Sydney. You've got Fabian and um, uh, the bus driver man, uh, Gary Jacobs. <laughs> And I believe he's such a legend. It's Tim Slade is yeah. still BJR. I don't know, not BJR. What's his name? Um, <laughs> BRT. The, BRT. Blanchard Racing. Is there Bur- anyone else I miss? Oh, Erebus. And then you still got the two guys from Erebus. And MSR. Will and, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Matt Snow. Uh, MSR. You got Hazelwood and... Um, who's the last one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know who it is. Oh, it is um, Jack LeBrock. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nicely yeah. done. Well played. Well played. And how many cars in total next year? 26. 24. I wish we had 26. Yeah. So it's an interesting and chat about that is it 24? Is the new owners going to oh. start releasing some more rec licenses in the upcoming years? I know they wouldn't. It'd be There's silly no to do license. this now. Isn't it? Wouldn't it be an odd number of cars, considering there's a team with one car? Uh, no, because they they go into Tickford. Tickford have four. No, because one Tickford got an extra Tickford. one. Tickford have four drivers. Blanchards oh, yeah, are not part is. of that anymore. It's yeah. twenty five. It is twenty five. So they released one of the old, year. yeah, one of the old licenses. That's why MSR was like, we want a third license because it would have made sense. Hello, yeah. twenty five. Yeah. BJR, uh, BJR. What are you saying, BJR? It's T. I was just thinking about it. My bad. Occasionally, what? I do think. BRT, bros. BRT. Bert. Bert. Bert Racing. Is that like Bert? My name's Bert. Bert. Big fan of the supercars. Oh my God, I'm so sick of that ad. It's down to. So Rick Kelly's in the ad driving a car. You're like, guys, you need to get some yeah. content. And I, I, I didn't like it. real. Yeah, yeah, when it says at the bottom, Bert is a fictional character. I'm like, <laughs> well, then like, you who need has, to specify for some reason. Who has Alex Pratt's number 34 window? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who is the owner who's of that window? <laughs> Was that think, the real window that they used in the ad? I, I don't think anyone cares about this as much as me, Newman. It is. I, I care. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. I'm, I'm invested, <laughs> boys. I'm invested. <laughs> you know what? We need I'm to write to the people that make yeah, We need to write to the people that make that ad. And we need facts. <laughs> All right. If, I, if I'm being honest, I have... Who was it who crashed in the Gold Coast from DJR? Was it Coulthard? Who stuck it in the wall a couple of years ago and they ended up tilt training it off to the workshop? I feel like it was oh. Coulthard. Or was it Scotty Mack that year? Scotty Mack. Scotty put it on the crash side, the didn't he? <laughs> didn't the he one where a, they tilt it, didn't get on put in the wall by someone? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that year. It's I ended up with that front guys. splitter in my car and it went to my brother's house. That's pretty cool. You shouldn't have tell people that. <laughs> all legit, by the way. Oh, yeah. Good luck finding where my brother lives. But yeah, no. All, all my, above board and yeah, the team was name? approved of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool then. Yeah. But it was like, it was in pieces. Like. Yeah. Hell. Like. Ethan, if, if I was staying at the Gold Coast at the top of the apartment where that shock absorber landed, I would not be posting well, they, that I found that shock absorber. They... I'm pretty sure that was a free t-shirt, Sorry? 
<laughs> pretty sure that was a residence apartment. It wasn't like a holiday maker's apartment. Oh, I thought it may be like an Airbnb or something, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I would have just been like, keep your quiet, sh- keep your mouth shut. No one knows where that landed, all right? Yeah, because you care about the sport. <laughs> they don't. Mm-hmm. They care about the value of their properties. Hey, we've gone for nearly an hour. We haven't even touched on F1. <laughs> okay, we should jump onto F1. So, There's yeah, they had a race, and uh, it's really controversial. Max Verstappen's the new champion. Did Michael Massey do the right thing? Which which uh-huh. which time? Because I think we need to. The first time he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think he evened himself out. It's all good. <laughs> so, so like, okay, so I've I've thrown this in the show notes because I feel like we need some kind of structure to this conversation. It could easily descend okay. into madness. Mm. And okay, like, you can run this conversation. Broken this down. All right, so let me play mediator because I'll admit that I haven't been as deeply involved in the F one this season. You guys are definitely way more invested on this. Um, so obviously, last race, a lot of controversy. Everyone's got a lot of opinions on this, but. I want to break it down to a few questions. Number one, should the safety car have been called yes. for that specific incident? We had the stop car 100%. on the track. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the car yeah. in the wall, shit was everywhere. You yeah, at the time, there was still like six laps to go or something. Yeah, so yeah. no question, calling the safety car no. was like ticked down. The safety car was the right thing. That's I fine. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Should the cars that were allowed to unlap themselves have been allowed to unlap themselves? They and should have they done were, it earlier and they should have done more. Well, uh, this is the contentious issue here. So, the argument that was happening through Mercedes was that there was a call put out from Massey saying the cars will not be allowed to unlap themselves. Obviously, because when you start allowing cars to unlap themselves, they get out of sync with the safety car. They start going a lot faster than they would be behind a safety car. And we mm-hmm. still had masters on the course picking up bits of carbon fiber that was strewn everywhere from a car going at a wall. So I completely understand why he originally came out with the claim there will be no unlapping because they needed all the cars in one place on the track at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Their call, oh, I, I guess I'll let you, you probably got a question about the next thing I was about to say, but the call to unlap cars between first and second and not the people that are further down the field is the call that I thought was the contentious one. I loved it because it was for the show. And I, <laughs> at the end of the day, we I know we are racing and we, we shouldn't make false racing like we shouldn't be making anything fake yeah manufacturing an outcome or anything like that we went motor racing jd it's called a car race yeah (laughs) we went car racing (laughs) yeah exactly so uh i i I love the fact of that we we don't do that but i also think if you've got the world championship on the line how many paul massey was damned if he did and damned if he didn't in this one i think yeah I, yeah, I, Red Bull I would be like screaming if he did if it finished under. Yeah, I, I'd say there'd be more people angry if they just said we're going to call the race, like just follow that safety car for the last six seven laps and finish under checkered. Yeah, if that, so that happened, was that was my next. My question. phone was going through the TV. Yeah, so that was my next question: Is should the race have finished under yellow? Hundred percent not, because they either like either Michael Massey come out and said that they all had a talk and everyone was like. We would rather have the race finish under green yep. than under yellows. Always. I, I, what I think was originally his Michael Massey's call was no, no overtaking while there were still marshals cleaning up the rubbish. Mm-hmm. As soon as every marshal was probably off the track, he was like, get those cars out of the way. And there's then pretty much just call the safety car in. Like they only had to get half the way around. 
Mm. It wasn't like they were going to unlap themselves and become back in contention. Yeah, they oh, weren't we're asking to meet the field. Yeah. yeah, just just get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So my take on this is that it obviously makes sense to move the cars out of the way who would influence the results, you know? And course, the fact yeah. that certain cars were chosen to do that and not others is explained by simply that goal. I um, think what he should have done is just picked one of the cars a bit further behind Max and got them too. Just that way he's like, oh, not all of them got done. Like it wasn't just between Max and Lewis. It was like, oh, the one in front of Carlos, he also got to go. <laughs> like, mm. Certainly don't yeah. have position. I, like there's literal minutes it was, between. It was a really hard thing happening. to do. Oh, yeah, um, that call would have been very hard to I make. think the death the, the death threats going towards him and Nicholas the Tifi are definitely uncalled for. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, like, and, get over it, bros. Yeah. <laughs> I I can understand also the heartbreak of Hamilton fans and Hamilton himself. Like, he was going to win that race. He had the faster car on the day. I got to say the the motorsport fan in me wants to see Max rewarded off rolling the dice more than I wanted to see Hamilton win off a conservative, like, oh, let's just keep track position and pray for it. Yeah, no. That's I, pretty much what they did. And that's the other argument. He had the option to change tyres twice. And he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, they put themselves in that position anyway. They did. Correct. But, I mean, yeah. like, you would... As if, like, the guy behind you, you that's got from nothing to lose isn't going to get new tyres when he's got the shot. It, it was, yeah... <sighs> But that's it comes back to the damned if you if do. It like, wasn't it's a hard track two, to pass if, on. If yeah. Carlos Sainz was leading the race and Hamilton and Max were two and three, it would have been a completely different like pitch strategy, like you know strategy call. The fact that you were mm. leading the race, yeah. once you're leading yeah. the race, you're not going to give up track position because all it takes is Max to go like Hamilton pit and then Max go. I'm just going to stay out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They, right, they would have done the opposite of what they did anyway. It's the only chance to win it is not do the same thing. Next question. I'm skipping one. I'm going to six. Should teams be allowed to lobby race control? No. That is the most not the way those two were I have off. ever seen in my life. I think, look, teams I should they be able to. They need a middleman. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, well, no, I think teams should be. No, no, I think I they should be, and they should be broadcast as the assholes they're acting like. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I don't think. Own that behavior. I don't think it should be team managers. I don't think it should be. I think there should be one correspondent. There should be a communicator. Talk, yeah. Can talk to race control. I, can you clarify this for me? Can you please look at this incident? We've got footage on camera X, Y, Z, this part or whatever, but I do not think they should be allowed to lobby like they were. It was completely unbelievable like that. And it really put it in, I, I don't think they've ever broadcast it before because obviously it was, it's probably been happening for years. Like it's probably this. been happening heaps. Yeah. But at yeah. one point, Toto is like saying, "We can't use, we can't have a please, safety no, car right now." Like, that's no. not up to you. Yeah, like, no, it's absolutely. And was not. was Toto saying Mikey or Michael in a weird accent? Michael. Uh, uh, he was <laughs> he was kind of whiny. He was whinging. Yeah, I it was, was like, it was sad. It Mikey? Was I was, if I was Michael Vassi, I'd be like, stop calling me Mikey and hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, let's let's be honest. Uh, like this, so this isn't an issue that's unique to F one, right? Like it's, it's well known that supercars, yeah. supercars will send it down the land. That's what they, you know, they call it. They have a local area network that yeah, can be yeah. race control by. As I, I think, as I understand, it's like a chat mechanism more than like an actual 
like a spoken radio communication. It's like an email sort of um, system. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I haven't. I don't had check my emails it. throughout the race. But even yeah. just the, like, the gap between typing something and when somebody might even see that gives you enough space to kind of have a little bit more logic about. Calm down thinking. a little bit. Rather yeah, than exactly. just being like, no, no, because you're like yelling it in the moment and in the emotion of it all. And you're thinking about so your own right. role and not and other factors like safety. Can you think of how many voices are in Paul Massey's bloody cans? Like <laughs> his, oh, he... his ears must just be like, sorry, whoever the 45 of you that were just yelling at me, can you please just slow down? Maybe just talk four or five at a time. Like, like it's that's, insane. That's why the race director typically has an assistant. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, who is logging most of these communications. Yeah, can you just can transcribe yeah. everything to me? Tell me which ones are important, which ones I just throw in the bin straight away. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I imagine like, the assistant's like, it's Toto. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he's just, yeah, 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 no. Right, look, I agree. I agree. I think we need some sort of system of clarification clarification on the fact that we can't just have whingy team bosses lobbying and, and how you put it is exactly right lobbying is not uh, i don't think should be allowed but coming up with actual facts and pushing your your side of an opinion i think should be allowed straight to the top i do not think so Mm. I think it's important to note from the fan perspective who is responsible for what decisions at what point in the race as well. Like there are things that <laughs> there are things that the stewards have ultimate ownership over and the race director can't step in on. But when it comes to safety cars, the race director is the buck stops there, you know, and that well, person's empowered. That was a, a safety issue. You had to call that safety car. A hundred percent. And and this yeah. is right. And I feel for Massey because there's been multiple times he's catching stewards calls and it's getting directed the hate's getting directed at him um mm. and, yeah. and this is the thing that and it like i love the fact that f1 has different stewards that are old f1 drivers or different uh like le mans winners etc that are really skilled and they've been there in the shoes of the drivers they're actually driving to yeah. actually understand what is um what pressures they're under what's what's called from them etc um i i love that but there, there is sometimes when maybe we need a little filter on them because sometimes they ex sorry <laughs> my son is in here <laughs> making shooting noises um so sometimes yeah so sometimes there is points where we maybe need to pull the handbrake and go hey guys look your opinion is great and we love we value it and everything but maybe we do not agree with the penalty that you're going to imply here and it needs to be X, Y, Z instead or something. But yeah. I think you'll find next year, we're not going to have the team, the teams talking to the FIA or race director. Will, will it They're be that they won't be talking or we just won't be hearing it? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're just not going to broadcast it. Cause that was not a good look. It definitely I makes the know. teams come off looking like shit. I kind of love yeah. it, but I ha I <laughs> JD, biggest drama uh, queen. Man. Like, the bitch, the bitch comes out. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of love the fact that it is um, broadcast because it, it shows you more uh, behind the scenes who they are. And mm -hmm. I guess there is a part of it, a part of me that goes, look how much is invested. Like they do not care that someone's listening to them. Like that, that must be super embarrassing and stuff like that. But it's just, 
that that is their whole entire being. It's not a job for them. It's their life, and it's it's mm. it's it's turned sideways on them. And they they doing everything they can to try and manipulate, do whatever they can, like anyone would. But um, yeah, it 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 was kind of cool to actually be let behind, as Michael put it before, behind the curtain, and, mm. and see what is actually going on in race control. Yeah. So I guess I kind of bring it anyway, to the final Mercedes question. Mercedes dropped the um the protest. Yeah, I oh, did. They? But they dropped their protest, yeah. but that was after they, I'd say, had legal advice that they were not going to win. But yeah, yeah, yeah after you're they like, snubbed you, the end of your gala. Well, they well did, yeah, that was about uh, to say, they yeah. might get in trouble for that. Poorest yeah. form ever. They are. Yeah, that, I thought that was a bit lame. Yeah. Do you reckon Hamilton would quit trouble, over it? Ham- Fuck, I hope so. Nah. Uh, <laughs> well, there is wait, a lot of talk going on. I'm thinking it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, do you there reckon he actually would? Like, No, I think it's all bullshit. I think the call that he is mm. doesn't believe in the sport anymore and how the stewards are. I'm like, there's so many times that I've I think he's questioned. just not spoken to anyone. Yeah. And he's just gone quiet. Like, Leave me alone for a bit. I'll get over it. Yeah, well, I think he needs to, Um, you know, he needs to take a couple of, he needs to take some time off. He's put his heart and soul into trying to win this. Hmm. He was in a winning position and pretty much got ripped out from underneath him. He's, yeah. You're going to be devoured. Even so, I'm sorry, there's an onus on you to still be a good human if you're upset. You know, this is the guy who used the Australian bushfires to promote his vegan argument, and yet he's going to be <laughs> such a crybaby about a sporting call that he's going to be a bad sportsman and set that example for kids who are watching him. I'm just, I'm not okay with that. Like, <sighs> I've lost respect for him I forever. think most... Kids aren't noticing that he didn't rock up to the gala. I, I believe there is one kid that definitely noticed. Yeah, I don't know how true it is. No, I've seen I that. read a story. There was some kid supposed to present him a trophy who absolutely loved Hamilton. Little go-karting. Oh, kid. really? He's got and a he, replica helmet and everything. Yeah. Oof. He noticed yeah, that he was not there. He's devastated. Uh, look, I, I agree with it. I, I don't think like it's unsportsmanlike to not turn up to the gala regardless of what you think the call was you've been a part of this championship the whole year the highs the lows etc people mm-hmm. turned up every other year when you beat them like i'm i'm sure nico turned up when there was contentious years between them and they were at really high energy level fighting within their team it must have been the worst place to work at that time and oh, yeah. and uh, they still both turned up when Nico did win the championship. Just happy to shake someone's hand and appreciate the fact that how much work's gone into it. One for the team as well, and and for Toto not to turn up, I think, is is just unbelievable to me because he's yeah construct yeah it's constructor yeah. champion. Like they, they've won the major prize. They got mm-hmm. more points yeah, than they anyone else. I can understand being annoyed and going, I really don't want to go to that, but you got to be better than that. Do what like, Kimmy did and just get plastered. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, did you see? I mean, uh, unfortunately, everyone's got to lose. Something. Afterwards? <laughs> I'm going to need one of those wristbands. Just do what Kimmy would. <laughs> yeah. Just look down. Kimmy well, I don't literally know. anything right now. Like, let's go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would Kimmy do? Would I don't Kimmy know. Do? You ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, final question. Is the show more important than the sport? That's a tough one. Is the I show mean, I don't the think sport? It'll... I think... But is the sport yeah. the show? 
The sport doesn't exist. I think F1 sorry. needed this F1 live enough. F1 needed it because you know what? If Lewis Hamilton won his eighth one, we would have been like, and Lewis one. Hamilton won. Yeah. No, no one would be talking about it. I think we'd be devastated, to be honest. Not we're, we're all 100% Max fans, <laughs> but it's the... It's just become so normal. That need They've for been change, so, man. Well, that it's team like, come has on, been man. so dominant. And, like, I know they keep comparing him to Schumacher and stuff like that with um, with how many championships, et cetera, and, and being the GOAT. And he's he and taking nothing away from him, he has kept his body one at an amazing level for so long. He's kept his mm. mental game so strong even after having those like I was talking about before, the time with Nico, et cetera. But, and just turned up 100% every year, like just again, again, again. But there yeah. is also the facts that maybe, you know, if he's had a stronger teammate the last few years that maybe the engineering suited them better or et cetera, it would be um, a different story. Maybe he wouldn't have, you know, eight titles on the table, seven titles. So um, well, they very clearly had a number two driver, especially after the whole Rosberg thing. They're like, we're not doing that again. And well, and this is what a nice quick finish, man, to do as he's told. About next year. Next year is going to be a really interesting dynamic in that team. you got Russell. Russell's you... not going to undo what, he wants, what he's told. He's going to want to win. Mm. Mm. Do you think um, it's going to be almost like a triple eight thing? You know, you bring in the new young driver, like when Shane joined the team, and maybe... That I think Russell's got a better chance been... of having a win than How Feeney. many seasons did he do? Oh, yeah, no, no. I meant like that. I meant like that. So I meant like, you know, uh, Hamilton's a bit like Jamie's won his last championship. You know, he's won this, he's done his thing. Yeah. They're now bringing in the younger person. Hamilton might not. He might get a few wins, but I reckon you find that Russell's going to be the stronger person. Oh, you reckon Ooh. he's going to be more in. hungry? Time but it's like going to be a whole new car too. It could be like a different... Like I think the top three will remain where it always does around them, like Mercedes, yeah. Red mm. Bull, maybe McLaren, Ferrari up there. It will be interesting but next year. There is a it can change up that little order. Like and I just a lot don't of think there. Hamilton's going to win another championship now. I think this was his chance for his really. Last one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, look, <laughs> Are you like speaking hopefully or just like how many more years do you think vision? we have out of him? Hamilton. Well. Mm-hmm. Two. I think it'll depend on the performance of the team next year. I yeah, don't think Hamilton also moment. wants to stick around and no disrespect to like Kimmy. He doesn't want to go to like an alpha. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna go out at Mercedes and go. He has no reason to continue when he retires. Like Mercedes yeah. aren't gonna be like, you know what, you're fired. We we don't need you. <laughs> It's, it's probably would be like a, I wouldn't say a Craig Lowndes sort of situation, but the team is loyal to what he's it's brought to the team. Like it. Um, like you think yeah, about like exactly. Craig Lowndes moved around a few teams and then went to Triple Eight, and now he's been loyal to that and he's rewarded the well, a lot. When you looked at Hamilton, took a big gamble going to Mercedes. He did. Mm. He did. And when you look at like touching back on the Triple Eight thing, like when they announced that Shane was going to be running Triple Eight instead of ninety seven at Bathurst, even Roland Dane, the way that he said, well, this number is our number, but it's really, it's Lounsey's number and we would feel wrong and with permission from Lounsey, we've put it on Shane's car because we want the number here. But like, you know what I mean? Like you can see how much 
loyalty respect. and respect. Exactly. Like you've got mm-hmm. us to where we are. And that's what's happened with Mercedes too. Like Hamilton joined the team before they were winning championships and yeah. he's got yeah, them to the point. Struggles. Yeah. And then he's got them now to the point where they're the dominant car in the field. This year has been two dominant cars in the field, which has been awesome for viewers because it's not just been an inter-team rivalry that uh, a team boss can control and engineers can control. Um, After the first year of Honda with uh, McLaren, did you think that a Honda-powered car would win the championship? No. I didn't think they'd be out of... Yeah, never thought they'd get that back, that gap. Even when Honda, when Red Bull went to Honda, we were like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're still going to use the Honda. (laughs) Uh, He'll be back. He'll be back. Mm. Um, So next year, Red Bull, they're using Honda IP, but it's not going to be a Honda, is it? Oh, the the new motors. The engines. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just branded differently. They've brought. So it's just the thing in F1 at the moment. I guess with the salary cap and stuff, there's a lot of engineers moving around and team principals, or not team principals, but uh, like managers and stuff are moving around. It's actually been really interesting to look. Aston Martin's buying up a fair few high-end engineers at the moment. I reckon that's been their plan, like spend big for the new regulations. Like just race what we've got, Mm. our old Mercedes, and go for the change. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I agree with that. Like they've just run the the pink Mercedes now, the green Mercedes, and yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's worked out. Well, obviously, last year worked out fabulously for them because they would have got a truckload of money from all the points they scored from that old Mercedes that was still semi dominant. Really, um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens with Red Bull. They have brought a whole bunch of Mercedes engine engineers as well across um to help them keep developing the honda as well uh there's not much between the engines these days and this is one of the things with regulation changes that always we 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 look at regulation changes and we sort of look at them like three years four years out from when we're going to change them and we're like oh well racing the racing isn't good enough and the teams are too far apart and we need to condense the field and we need to bring them close oh, together. Yeah. And then we get to like the last year of the, the regulation. We're like, holy the shit. The racing's great. They've all figured yeah. it out. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Even the lower teams. And now we're yeah. fucking changing the whole lot. Yeah. yeah. And then you tip all the toys out of it and tell them to build it again. <laughs> and it's true. And it's the same with supercars, etc. Like the mm. lower end teams then move forward. Um, they, they close the gap slower than the big teams. Like the big teams are able to spend big budgets and, and get closer to the, the pinnacle of that car's build straight away. But, yeah, I guess it's one of those things. We're going to have to just wait and see with uh, with Mercedes and, and, and what they're going to end up with now as well as and, you know Red Bull next year with how reliable their engines are going to be with them building them. Early bets for next season. As in championship or yep. as in winning races at the start of the season? Let's go championship. Championship. Or- Team or driver? Very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? So many questions. Teams Team or, or driver? driver? Team or driver? Yeah, okay, let's yeah. go team. I'm going to say Red Bull. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Momentum is a big thing. Mm. What worries me about Red Bull... 
My from the left one would be McLaren. They've spent a lot of cash lately too. Oh, that's true. Mm, it gets more backing. Lando, um, every year, more and more points. He's moving up. And you got Ricardo. Mm, yeah. But their road cars are going bankrupt. Yeah, that's what happens with really? Ferrari. When their road yeah. cars are rubbish. Right. <laughs> the race cars are great. Yeah, mm, um, yeah it will be interesting. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. It, it's going to be really the difficult. Team ones, I don't know. Because, I look, what worried me earlier in the season was the fact that we were looking at um, Red Bull was very quick this year, and I was worried that they were spending more of their budget this year developing this year's car to try and get a championship. And Mercedes had directed their engineering path to already developing, tw- yeah, to next year's car and sort of just build another car that was good, but based off last year's car, which was obviously the best car in the field last year. And then sort of mid-season, well, not even mid-season, probably I guess it was like five, six races in, Toto's coming out and saying, we're not going to develop the car anymore, which was complete and utter bullshit because they kept turning up. They did. Another 15 <laughs> rounds either. Better, better. They've got new bits putting on the car. But there was a, there was a, they said there was a bit of a problem with this car trying to set it up. And once they got it in its setup window and realized how to get the tires to work on it, they, they moved it along a fair way. Um but it did worry me a little bit this year that maybe Red Bull was spending too much of their budget on this year's car, which was just going to be no relevance for next year. Worth it though? Hello, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, you got to, you got to. And when you're trying to sell, race the race, when Red tra- Bull needed that. When you're trying to sell soft drinks as well, um, it's the best thing to be world champion right now. Well, they're they're number one. I'm like, buying a Max Can as soon one. as they come out. <laughs> Yeah. But see, the thing is, like, well, see, we're going to see a number one on the car because Max will run the number one. That's yeah, cool. Shane's cool. not going to run number one. Mm. No, no. So it's first time in a while that we've had a number one back on the grid. I don't mind it. I like the, the idea. So would have been Jamie, yeah. how many? Yeah, um, I think Jamie. Yeah. Mm. Scotty didn't. No. Jamie so and um, Frosty were the last two to run number one. Okay. So, I, I, I can't make it. I don't know what these new cars are like. No one does. Like, so that's the point. I never. Yeah, but it's just too, <laughs> I don't want to make an uneducated opinion. Well, that's why I said McLaren. Fuck it. I, we get to lose. I love it. <laughs> we're we're yeah. aware that that's the case. <laughs> like, I love the fact okay, that I think George, George Russell will win two races before the mid-season. And oh, I can't, uh, I can't call it a car that's going to be good, but I can pick George is going to get two. How um, much of them will get I think three? Max will probably go back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the exact points by mid season summer break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's exactly what we expect of you. Uh, yeah, Ma- Max by 36 points at mid season break. <laughs> I, I I think, like Hannah said, there is a bit of momentum. The team's got a bit of uh, pep in their step. And I Max think... Max will have all the confidence in the, the way, world, which he had before. Yeah, Max more. Max will be two-tenths quicker just on his confidence. Um, Christian as well, the way he works. Oh, confidence as well. It's going to be hard. They, you, Yeah, watch that space, I think. What, what about you, Hannah? Where, where are you sitting here in this situation? She's not uh, I mean, a big like, F1 girl. Well, <laughs> my, my heart says Danny Rick, my future husband, but my head says Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, I, and part of that is to do with how Carlos played the good boy game during that race. Fucking like, Carlos did that... great. I think Carlos should be number one Ferrari driver. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really showing how like the team is dedicated towards winning. It's not just one driver chasing it. Talking about Sergio? Yeah, totes. Are you talking yes, about press? Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, she even tricked Michael. Guys, I was like, party, oh. we've had beers, okay? Well, Carlos actually did really time. well, all right? Yeah, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos has ended the season ahead of Leclerc. And I reckon the he's season, their number yeah, one. Yeah, he's won yeah. more points. Yeah, he's got he's more now, podiums. He um, finished. He's much better looking, too. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Leclerc like, tries too hard to be a pretty boy. I'm not pulling it off. off topic. Have you guys seen the video of the guy who impersonates all the F1 drivers? Yes. Yeah, that was yes, pretty amazing. So that dude is a friend of mine's cousin, and I said we should get him on the podcast. Yeah, that'd there be you go. Cool. He's yeah, he's very <laughs> talented. He makes me yes. <laughs> it's amazing. That's everyone so I've on watched. Point. Yeah, everyone yeah. I've watched. He's just the mannerisms, everything. It's it's great. Yeah. So he somehow combined Ricky Bobby and Max Verstappen together in that video. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that because that is exactly oh, who Max so is. First or last, baby. But on a, on a, on a, slightly, a slightly more serious note when it comes to social, though, um, I feel like F1 could learn a little thing or two from supercars with the, the no social hate. I think the level of comments we've seen off the back of that finale is a bit Oh, it's ridiculous. And Hamilton I, I, has an army of douchebags. It's ridiculous. Max is yeah. much better, but Jesus Christ. got the whole UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Look, it's a, you He's can got all the Sky F1. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the comments, man, it's like Ted Crowe. No, <laughs> <laughs> Ted's good. It's, it's crofty. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. But I mean, in, in good news, we've heard from Michael and he's alive, so that's nice to know. Friend, <laughs> friend of the show, Mr. Massey. Yeah, can you uh, confirm whether he's in another country? <laughs> uh, he's, as last we spoke, he was heading home for Christmas, so uh, he should look, be. Oh, okay. He's on, on safer territory. Here. Yeah, hundred percent. He's coming to a friendly zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for for fans of the show, we were previously speaking to Michael about. Um, doing an episode with us prior to the pandemic and then the whole world imploded so mm. it's been on the cards for a while we would still love to do that um but i don't know how likely that will be given the current sitch we'll keep working on that for you i wonder whether danny rick's coming home speaking of western australia and he is coming back yeah he is. he's having yeah. he's um gonna be quarantining over christmas and he said it's worth it to come home there you go yeah can I um, send a delivery to his hotel? Does he <laughs> pack you what you're delivering? Surprise, the delivery Michael. is me. Oh. The delivery is me. <laughs> Lucky you're short of stature. <laughs> I can hide in a box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hand <laughs> her in a box. Anywho. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> All right, last note. Last note. This last went note. Sideways. We quickly. are definitely changing the topic right about now. <laughs> Uh, Kimmy's out. Kimmy said goodbye uh, in, in very Kimmy style. I think. Um, <laughs> I still think it's like, oh, so there's it's, something wrong with the brakes. I'm parking the car. No, there's no point going back <laughs> out. <laughs> I did laugh. Look, oh, I, like, I can't like be bothered Kimmy. anymore. Yeah. You know what? If he's Bye. out, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Kimmy's done great, and Kimmy's been part of like almost a third of all F1 races. He's like, just because they've done so many really? now. Or a good, uh, his percentage rate is really high. But you think about back in the day, they didn't do 
20 races a year. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was so true. that's why. Um, but he, he probably should have finished up last year. I'm just saying. Nah. Where, did, where did he finish championship wise compared to Giovinazzi? Yeah. Antonio. I don't know. Italian Jesus. Italian Jesus. Yeah, I have a look. look, I have a look. Well, Jimmy, can Jimmy. I just say something? Yeah, sure. Do we think Oscar, Oscar Piastri should have been in the main game, like in the Formula One drive this year? Absolutely. Like next year? Absolutely. Yeah, he'd been mm. nailing it. He's kind of earned it more than anyone else. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't he pay won. for it. He's now done some. He's done something that I don't think any driver's done. Won the yeah. F Formula Three or the Renault Three Point Five. Oh, Formula <laughs> oh, Euro. Excellent. Dem dad duties. Yeah, come mm, on, dad. <laughs> <laughs> we all get it. Nah, it's not really yeah. Um, so Oscar Piastri won the. Is it the Renault Three Point Five Formula Renault Three Point Five? Yeah, Formula Three. three. Yeah, and Formula Two, yeah. all in consecutive years. Yeah, yeah, look, he is a force to be reckoned with. If you're going to look in any junior category anywhere, like you can't find more prestigious rankings to step up, step up, step up. He doesn't have somewhere else to go right now. There's no. Right. And my issue is, what's he going to do in the meantime? Like, what's he going to do to keep race fit? Yeah, okay. You're going to be a reserve driver, so you're going to do a couple of FP1 sessions. Just do some and keep DCR somewhere in Europe. They do it everywhere. Just do something. <laughs> like I'm sure he'll be doing lots of um, sim work. It will probably be his job now. He'll be doing setup, and they'll be getting him used to the teams, etc. Who he's working for. So he'll be probably planning his ass in a sim 24/7, and especially over race weekends for him to dial in cars and try changing setup and try and get the the data to sort of match what they're getting at track, etc. It's oh, sad, but I think he earned that seat this yeah, year 100%. and did one new show, obviously money talks um, in Formula One and they're, they're very expensive cars to run. So you, you, you do like even Oscar would be bringing funding with him as well. Like it's no one's there for free. Um, not 40 million. <laughs> yeah, and this, is, this is the problem where we're at at the moment. And that's the thing is, like, it's not necessarily the, the best drivers are out there. It's the best, richest drivers are actually getting the opportunity to even show their skill. And I'm not saying that that would change who would win, but to even get the chance to like hone your abilities to the level where you are in a position to show that you could compete, that kind of sucks. And it's true of any category. Like even when you strip it right down to grassroots, like motorsport people that have more funding behind them are not necessarily always going to be top of the leaderboard, but they're, if they've got, they're there bounce, man. Like there's always that dude at IP that spent a hundred grand on his car. Like, yeah, cheers. Yeah. And, and, and you tend to end up having them with more seat time, which is going to give you, uh, more consistency extractor. And you're going to extract a little bit more speed out of that then they tend to have maybe maybe if it's not that, maybe they're not super, super rich, but they're going to end up with people around them that have been there, done that, and want to help them. Um, so it's one of those things, good engineering, good data. It all builds, 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 and they take that stepping stone sort of approach to stepping up the motorsport. 
Um, and it's one of those things. If you don't get the right funding early, you won't be in the right development team. So Oscar could have gone to Formula Renault and been in a back-running team with no engineering package that was going to suit him, without a driver coach that was going to help him get used to the aero, without without this, without that, with that. And he just would never have made it. So um, you obviously need both packages together. You need to be well-skilled. You need to have enough funding or be uh, marketable so that you can get people to help fund you. Um, and which that's what we look for in the history of motorsport. We all look through these crazy stories of, you know, like Todd, Todd Hazelwood and stuff like that not coming from Selling super rich family. Yeah. Like his mum's still out there doing sausage sizzles now. Um, and like legitimately, like last weekend posting out doing sausage sizzle, fundraising, getting awareness, selling merchandise just to get that maybe 50 extra grand a year or whatever it is just to yeah. help get it over the line. Um, it makes me look like people who are like Cam Waters, who has the personality seemingly of a wet blanket and go, how? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so like, and and it's well, and then that come once again that come from um, uh, backing from Eldura and stuff like that uh, from NZ originally, I think it was, and and stuff like that. So people, it goes like if people want to throw stones in motorsport. So I remember this argument once again going back to Bryce because Bryce comes from a family that are obviously own an electrical company, their own own middies. That's a common misperception of the whole thing. But mm. that's that one of their main suppliers. So people go, oh, that's your family's business. It's not. But they do business with middies. Middies help Bryce. They've helped Bryce come through from go-karting. They've helped him win Aussie titles. They've helped him go across to Europe. They've He wouldn't be where he is now without their support for over the his junior career even. Um, and it's the same for a lot of them. Like, it, you know, if they didn't have the connections, maybe it's not even a company that they've got a connection with, but a backer that has connections with other companies, etc., to get them the funding. Um, like Randall with Rusty of, French. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and, and like, and Toddy to begin with, he, he wouldn't be there without his backing from, um, Gomesol. for the life of me, I've forgotten his, <sighs> Gomesol, Jason. Jason, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, Seek you have to be pretty naive to think you're going to make it to the big game without any backing. Well, you're not the thing is, like, relationships there. make the world go round. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, in and, any business, any sport. And I think that's why everyone even sort of Hamilton used to... managed to get Ron Dennis on board. <laughs> yeah, he's been like McLaren little. He's been since, a mis- yeah, yeah McLaren junior. little prodigy junior thing. Yeah. So, and then he just left them. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even stay with him through the honda era like yeah. <laughs> just fled uh, anyway oh, well. Not true. <laughs> well, that anyway, died. do we have anything else we want to talk about because otherwise we can keep can, can i just like say that like another awesome year down with like another bloody weird ass season with a giant hole in the middle of it but between f1 and supercars i think the season of breaking late has also been pretty cool so look i think we did about five episodes this year so you <laughs> all right valid look, but, like, we'll, we'll, we'll be guys, back I've next year fun. i we haven't have. even I've missed been... that many episodes then that's what i was saying <laughs> <man. It's so laughs> <good. laughs> 
<laughs> we all had COVID, all right? COVID got in the way of our episode. Uh, you know how hard it is like, to fly around just... Australia to get us all in one room to, like, record? Really hard. Oh, yeah. At one, time, at one point, I will be in the same place as you guys, I'm sure. But again. But... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think we've all been at the same place at the same time, have we? Like, we were all in Adelaide, but we've I... We've all been in Adelaide. We all did one yeah, at my house, too, really but Hannah wasn't there. <laughs> I yeah. didn't catch up with you guys at all at Adelaide, though, did I? I, I, I caught up, up with, with JD after yeah. you went to Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, no I was, I was doing it from the, from the side shed. I wasn't at the concert. Oh. No, yeah, I come and seen you at the side shed. You were having... Yeah, it was the Sunday because you were having, having wine and cheese while manning the radios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then JD um, got lost on the way home. I did. I ended up in the casino. I lost at the casino, brother. No, no. no this isn't here, man. I'm... She doesn't know. <laughs> no, no. Literally on the other side of Adelaide. But anyway. I had walked and then I was like, I don't ever remember seeing a casino on the way home. I didn't go inside <laughs> the casino. I was yeah. actually starting to shit myself because I'm like, good, it's dark. It's really late. My phone's 100% flat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you uh, end up on Hindley Street. You're like, hmm, strippers. All right, this is <laughs> yeah. my alley. But, uh, no, I, I just got to make sure that I wasn't staying in there. I wasn't. I'll <laughs> go in one of these venues. I think it's called the Crazy Horse. We'll go in there and I'll ask for them if they've got a phone. <laughs> all right. No, so New Year's, New Year's resolution for Breaking Late. We will all be in the same room physically at the same time at some point in 2022. It's probably going to be a Darwin round. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably, a new yeah, round. We're already in the same out. town. That's just like, yeah. Hell. Well, for once and I, we're all in the same room, like, just before Bathurst. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Well, listen, right. we do have, like, a really big client who's based in Darwin, so I'm pretty sure I should be able to swing, like, a business trip up there. Okay. Like, coincide. Okay. Yeah, nice. Who knows? But anyway. What a bloke. Yeah, it's been, we'll like, an, an awesome year with you guys. So thank you, as always, for having me. Uh, thank you for joining and also thank you for everyone that listens to us um i know we've sort of been a bit off and on this season and the last couple of years and i think the breaks that we've taken are good for us and um (laughs) we'll be back we definitely will be back i'd also love to thank you guys as well for this has been a pretty busy couple of years for us with um charlie and and uh, with work etc uh, and little Noah behind me, obviously, <laughs> he's knocking the back. Destroying the back <laughs> yeah, it's just destroying everything right now. He's in his uh, <laughs> Spider-Man onesie. Um, I love it. I, I just love to thank you guys. You've done a great job, and you've you've got to be proud of yourselves. You've done awesome. Well, look, Aww. just saying, JD, you're welcome back anytime because you pretty much yes, ran please. this show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I come in like a tidal wave. <laughs> no, dude, we've missed you. Honestly, uh, you could no, you contribute so much you. to the landscape, especially with uh, your passion, but also your It's good. So, look, good. I'm just going to wrap us up here. Um, thank you guys for joining us. If you have anything, you got anyone listening. It's it's gone. It's gone. Um, if anything you want to write in, write us here. Write in at breaking late at gmail.com hit us up on facebook facebook.com forward slash breaking late or you can hear us up on instagram we are at breaking late podcast um and like hannah said um if you want to see video podcasts, if you want to see the videos you we need at least this is where you need video we need at least three people that you can see the destruction currently taking place we need at least 400 people <laughs> we need at least 
one million of our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Come on, guys! As soon as we hit a million subscribers, three people. Three real people. <laughs> Who are <All> right. <laughs> I think that is us. That is us. The show is busted. Noah has brought the set down. Hey, yeah, Thank you very much for really. joining us, everyone. Look, have a great Christmas. Christmas is tomorrow, so um. Yeah. God, the whole Bye. family's in here now. No. Oh, Here's Charlie. Here's Charlie. <laughs> I think I know why we didn't invite JD anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there goes Jeff. Just tell Jess to come in as well, bro. It's fucking might as well. Uh, Jess is right here, but she's not appropriately dressed right now. So she's going to have a shower. <laughs> so I don't think it's appropriate for the podcast just yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I've got to stop recording. Now. Can you Thank wave? You. Say bye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye everyone. Tell me bye. bye. <laughs>